I know I've yet to beat this game, but boy, do I have hard opinions on <laughs> all of this. Welcome to Spelunkers, a place for exploring video games and nerd culture. This is the second ever Spoilunker cast. We'll be spoiling everything about Inscription. Uh, one of the usual Spelunkers is here with me. We've got Chris. Hello, I'm here. And returning guest, J. Walter Weatherman, Travis. Hi, how are you doing? <laughs> and uh, new Spelunkers guest, Marvel Marvelson. Bro, sorry, that was my impression. Uh, that was my impression of everyone in Inscription. Hi! <laughs> <laughs> it's a pretty good impression. Can I offer you a pile of meat in this trying time? <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, yeah, so we're going to be talking about Inscription, which is a wild, indie, hard-based kind of roguelite game. Yes, it's impossible to describe. <laughs> if we haven't made it clear, we're going to spoil the hell out of it, so leave now if yeah. you have not played it. Yeah, it's not that long, it's not that expensive, and it is very good. Uh, yes. Highly recommend playing this game. Poor Marvel here uh, is going to be leaving us partway through recording. <laughs> <laughs> I am so close to beating this game, uh, but not close enough. Not at all. No credits yet, though. Nope. But we'll have you here for a majority of it. Mm -hmm. um, let's, I guess, at least early, or well, overall impressions before we get down into the nitty-gritty, the spoilers, mm -hmm. all that fun stuff. Chris, what are your thoughts? Yeah, I think this game is very, very cool. Uh, like, the subversion of your expectations, and I, I understand that what is it, Daniel Mullen, I think, is the creator. I understand that he's apparently done this before in Hex and Pony Island, but I have not played those. Uh, so, like, everyone was saying this is, like, the greatest thing since sliced bread, and everybody should play it, <laughs> and it's so weird and crazy and wild, and, like, the first time I got up from the table and started walking around and solving puzzles in the cabin and stuff, I was like, this is kind of cool. Is this what everybody's talking about, though? It doesn't seem that special. And then it gets really weird and <laughs> awesome. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it, the way it changes throughout is is uh, is very good, and I wish I hadn't known like anything. You know, I read a couple reviews, and yeah. I wish I hadn't. Yeah, I'm I'm glad you convinced me to jump in uh, totally blind, Travis, because it's. Uh... I mean, you did play the demo, right? That's true, but the demo doesn't give any of those things away, right? Mm -hmm. So. Yeah, uh, I uh, I also started playing this game off of Travis's recommendation. He said, "Marvel, this is the most Marvel ass game I've ever played. Yeah. <laughs> uh, start playing right now." And I said, "Okay," and bought it immediately. And even as a guy who like doesn't play card games that often and 
isn't into like super niche weird indie stuff that's a lie uh it just immediately hooked me and i was sold on it from like from the get-go as soon as i saw the creepy eyes pop open it was perfect for me yeah i when we say card game i don't know that this has this feels different from a lot of the card games because like i wasn't hooked by slay the spire or monster train or a lot of these other roguelite roguelike uh card games that have come out over the last handful of years but this one got me hook, line, and sinker. It's 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 very straightforward. It doesn't. There's not a lot of bloat to the combat, mm-hmm. uh, and I think that's what makes it more enjoyable. There's because you can you can you can have more focus on the things around the combat, and the combat is almost a vehicle to move the story forward, as opposed to combat being the way to move everything. Uh, like the game, as opposed to like some of those other games you mentioned, like this game wants you to beat it like it wants you to win it wants you to feel powerful if that's what you want you know yeah. like mm-hmm. the mechanics are built that way but i mean the and the atmosphere around it i mean you've got the so we're talking about like act one kind of specifically right now yeah. right uh the the atmosphere around it the map is very similar to like the slay the spire style map but then, yeah, the moment you get up and start walking around and you uh, there are puzzles in the cabin to solve and like you augment your own abilities and also further the story by solving those puzzles. Mm-hmm. Um, and that is just brilliant. And I hope that there is more like that this gets aped like i i I know it will get get stolen and and copied and i hope somebody does it really really well um not like the specific same card game mechanics but just like an atmosphere not even necessarily the same atmosphere but like an atmosphere an atmospheric deck building roguelike Mm -hmm. you know yeah yeah it's uh it's really fun to see a game that knows exactly what it wants to be and goes so hard at that one thing specifically because uh a lot of a lot of like indie titles specifically that i see feel this need to kind of be something more than they are uh and this game looks at that on its face says oh we are a horror card game and for the first, like, six hours of it, you're just playing a horror card game. And it's like, oh, okay, this is a nice little fun trip. Of course, it doesn't stay that way, which I didn't know going in. <laughs> and quickly went, what the hell? Uh, but, like, it's it's so weird in its own specific way, and it doesn't deviate from that weirdness at all for a vast majority of it. Um, which is just so much fun. And I guess we should go more into depth about like specifics about what we're talking about here for people who haven't necessarily played the game, right? Yeah. Uh, at, at least of this first, you know, I mean, it's spoiler cast. We're going to talk mm-hmm. about everything. Whatever, but, <laughs> but uh, I mean, do you, do you have this planned for a later segment, Ryan? Or no, feel free. This is free form. <laughs> uh. So the the card game is built off of sacrifice. So it's actually it, act 1 is from a game jam that Daniel Mullins did uh and the name of the game jam was called Sacrifices Must Be Made. 
Uh, and the game he ended up making also is called Sacrifices Must Be Made because uh, he said he was getting back into Magic the Gathering at the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so he came up with the idea of using creatures like, you know, um, squirrels as mana, basically. Mm-hmm. So you, in order to play... At the, at the very start, you only have blood cost creatures and squirrels, and you have two decks. Uh, one is your deck of, of like, actual useful, like, cards that have abilities and stuff like that, and your other is a deck of squirrels that are no-cost cards that you can use to sacrifice to bring in cards that cost blood. Mm-hmm. Uh, and at the beginning of any turn, except for your first turn, you choose to draw one card from either one of those decks, um, which I love. I love that mechanic so much. It drives some really, really interesting choices that you end up having on your hands. And it really um, it forces you to really have deck knowledge, you know, know what's in your deck, know what, what can you draw that you could be able to play right now. And... Or do you will you will you be better off picking up a squirrel and playing something you already have in your hand, possibly? Mm-hmm. Um, and that and works really happen- well because they keep the deck size small. Yeah. Yes. Uh, there are mechanics. Uh, I think we sh- we'll talk about the map a little bit separately, but uh, there are mechanics that allow you to uh, keep your deck size not not too bloated. Um, there are some things you can actually do to mitigate it even further, uh, as I found. I I did a pretty long replay through of Act One, uh, where I just like tried to be as OP as possible. <laughs> um, and yeah, there's some little things you can do to keep yourself from getting cards. Uh, but um, so that's the mechanics of like the drawing cards and stuff. There's also bones come in, uh, <laughs> creatures that cost bones, which you get a bone each time a creature dies or through a couple other means. Um, and the objective of the game itself is to deal five more points of damage directly to your opponent than you have had done to you. Um, so if you can open up with five points of damage at the with your first turn, you win that match. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which can get really crazy later when you're making your own cards. You can just straight up win most of the matches immediately. But I really like the way they layer in the mechanics slowly. Like the bones do not unlock until your second run. They force you to have a second run. Like I got to the mm-hmm. angler on my first run, beat him, and he just summons like a bunch of bears that immediately kill you like there's no which is sure. which is a reference to a magic the gathering uh card meme um eight eight fucking grizzlies uh which is just eight grizzly bears so uh because there's there's four lanes for each uh each side uh you play cards directly opposite each other so and then it also shows what would be coming in next turn or if the creature in front of it is defeated. Uh, so it shows up with eight grizzly bears on his side. Uh, and actually, Waypoint, 
uh, radio, Natalie and Rob have been playing Inscription, and they have now beat the Grizzly Rush twice. (laughs) Yeah. What? So so can you finish Act 1 without ever seeing Bones, technically, then? Uh, I don't know, actually. I'd have to... Well, no, because you... I guess if you know the stuff from around the room without mm-hmm. having to actually mm-hmm. like do the puzzles, you can get the the film canister, basically, mm-hmm. which is the only thing you truly need. Yeah. Um, but I mean, yeah, I think you actually only if you solve the clock and pop the film canister right away, um, there would be nothing stopping you. You don't. The only reason you have to use the knife uh is to figure out that you need to do something with the clock mm-hmm. and, right and see the the hand positions but if you know the hand positions anyway uh you you possibly <laughs> could uh we'll have to look i'd love to see speed runs of this game oh yeah oh absolutely there's too much rng though <laughs> i feel like in part 2 specifically yeah um, Although once I had built my deck, as, uh, anyway, we're, never mind. <laughs> getting way too far ahead here. That leads into an idea of something I'd like to see in the future of this is the ability to just play Act 1, just go play Act 2, yeah. just go play Act 3, I think would be an awesome addition to this game. Like, you, I wanna, you, you can. You, you get that. Oh, that does happen. Yeah, once you beat the game. Yeah, I haven't yeah. gone. I haven't reopened it since I beat it. I've had my like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, so yeah, full yeah. of gaming. <laughs> Gosh you darn it! I need to beat this game. <laughs> you get you get chapter select. It's uh, tutorial act one, act two, act three credits. Nice. So that's amazing. Um, Never mind. Yeah, I went. I went straight back to act one and just. Mm, <laughs> started whooping like i love i love being op in games like mm-hmm. i like playing new game plus like once i get two-thirds of the way through a game i'm already like does this game have a new game plus can i go in and <laughs> wreck shop for a while at the beginning final fantasy 7 remake greatest new game plus of all time absolutely um, uh and yeah, you can just break Act One. I mean, uh, <laughs> I after we should talk about the map, um, and then we can talk a little bit about the. I think we should talk about sigil mechanics specifically because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. uh, those are really fun. And I'll uh, read from a selection of DMs that I sent to Ryan <laughs> over the last week or so about the OP shit that I had. Um, so the the mechanics on the map like one of the things that allows you to keep your deck size small is sacrificing one card to put its sigils onto another card and this is my favorite mechanic in the game 100% um i would i would say full stop um cuz it brings like so many things into mind like when you get a selection of cards that you don't really want any of them you completely stop looking at anything else about them but the sigils, and you're mm-hmm. like, which sigil from these cards would be the most useful thing for me to pick up to put on a different uh, different type? I mean, I guess this is probably a good place to talk about sigils. <laughs> 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 uh, 
Oh my gosh, I've never like dissected the mechanics of a card game before. <laughs> but um so sigils give cards like little powers, you know, just like the item description or a uh, card description would be in magic or mm-hmm. or something yeah. like that, right? Or Yu-Gi-Oh. Uh mm-hmm. Mullen said uh he drew inspiration from Yu-Gi-Oh, especially for yeah. things like pulling the moon down from the sky. And you know? <laughs> yeah, this um, is the this is the first like roguelike card game I played that has any Yu-Gi-Oh in it. I feel like everything else is very magic, very Hearthstone. Uh, but yeah. just with sacrificing squirrels and stuff, it feels a lot like Yu-Gi-Oh. Yeah, definitely. Um, so, I mean, what were some of your guys' favorite sigils? Uh, the one that lets your card attack three spaces, um, at once, the three, um, trifurcate. Yeah. Yeah. That one, uh, the Uh, mantis Lord sigil, of course, you know, Yes. so sometimes, uh, Luke will, you know, talk to the game. And one of the things he said is, you know, always got to take mantis God or mantis Lord. (laughs) Um, and he's right because you take that sigil and you put it, it mantis lord one blood cost one uh attack one health mm-hmm. uh but you take that uh sigil and you put it on something that's got a little more power like you know like even just a wolf with mm-hmm. a, a three two with a two blood cost uh it's amazing yeah, yeah. Uh, my friend during his playthrough of this game managed to make a card that cost nothing, uh, was eight damage, six defense, was trifurcated, and he also had a card in his hand that would spawn at the beginning of the match, in every match, uh, and would let him look anywhere through his deck. So he essentially, at the beginning of every match, would do 24 damage just straight onto the field from the get go. <laughs> Yeah, his his basically sixth run of the game, uh, he had a perfect run because no one could stop him at that point. Yeah. (laughs) It is Uh, stupid powerful. Yeah, Magpie is uh, very, very powerful. Mm -hmm. Um, So yeah, Death Card, when you lose a run, you get to create a card, you get a choice of cost based on and all of this is based on what you had in your deck you get a choice of cost uh a choice of attack and defense from one card and then a choice of sigils so yes you can build some ridiculously powerful uh cards yeah i had one that was uh six four with bifurcation and and spawned a rabbit anytime it was played (laughs) when it cost nothing um god yeah, because you get, oh my gosh, my favorite one though was uh, my fa- my favorite sigil is field mice. Field mice creates a copy of the card that was played in your hand mm-hmm. when you play it. So I got a no cost death card with field mice on it. So every time you play one, you get one back. <laughs> So you can just fill up the field with those and sack them or use them. Mm-hmm. And so I was able to take like really high cost cards because as soon as I got the uh, got my death card in my hand, <laughs> I could I could sack for four blood, you know. Mm-hmm. Wow. Um, so yeah, that was that's my favorite sigil. Uh, that or 
the card, the one that puts it back in your hand when it dies, mm-hmm. specifically yeah. on Ouroboros. Because <laughs> uh, Ouroboros gets, gains one power every time it dies, whether you sacrifice it or it gets killed. Um, how about Ryan and, and Chris? Uh, yeah, that that is probably my favorite, the one where when it dies, it goes back to your hand. I didn't actually see that at all in the first, like, uh, act. I didn't see it until act two, but I really like that one. And then I also like the, I think only, like, two things have it that I saw, but the, the infinite sacrifice, the mm-hmm. cat and the weird thing that I can't remember child, the name. Child 13. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Which like wakes up every time you sacrifice it and gets some attack power and stuff. And then cool. go yeah, it becomes a two one flying. And then if you sack it again, uh it it uh goes back to the uh zero one. Um also if you sacrifice it thirteen times, uh something happens to it. Uh I'm not sure. Oh, I know when you sacrifice the cat nine times, it turns into a three six undead cat. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's amazing. Yeah. Uh, favorite single one? If you can build a deck around the ant sigil, like constantly getting yeah. more ants. Yes, those insect decks. That can feels get wild. so mad. That feels so magic. Mm-hmm. Like you know, an insect deck for sure. Uh, especially if you like before you get the rabbit head for the totem or mm-hmm. the totems. Um, so another thing you can find on the map is uh, the woodcarver who, uh, gives you two pieces of, for an idol, uh, that activates a sigil for whatever the head on the idol is. Um, and so you have to see her two times at first to actually put together a totem. Uh, but that is where things get ridiculously overpowered Mm -hmm. because you can find through one of the puzzles you can do um which okay what do you guys think about the slider puzzles oh god (laughs) i I like those i there there was one each time you do them that uh, i just like guessed until i got it i could not Mm -hmm. figure out how it worked until after i got it and i did it backwards i was like okay i understand what they're doing now yeah, yeah, so there there's these little sliding puzzles that are like puzzles of how to do five damage to the other side. Um and you have little things that represent cards uh with attack power and defense and sigils, and you can move them from your side to the opponent's side, depending on how many there are. Some are stuck. Mm-hmm. And it uh so you have to like really understand what the sigils do um in order to solve the puzzles but hey that the i'm sure the one in uh part one was this fourth one that gave you the squirrel head because that (laughs) had me pulling my hair out absolutely yeah Yeah, um but once you uh get the squirrel head you get sigils on your squirrels and that is uh, it's so fun to like <laughs> go to the wooden carver and see what you can get. Mm-hmm. Like uh, my my first run that I I won, you know, my my first time through um, before getting to Act Two, uh, I had Pack Rat, uh, <laughs> which, get, which gives you an item every time you play a squirrel wow. onto the board, basically. So I was just using items. <laughs> 
OP. All the time. <laughs> Cutting up cards, making my creatures fly, getting all the bones, free squirrels, like free squirrel to get another item. <laughs> like, uh, it was it was excellent. Um, and there's some other things like get a rabbit uh, or you can get like the infinite sacrifice on them. There, There's a lot of fun. It's just. The, I really feel like the through the mechanics just want you to have fun with this part. Yeah. Um, and which is why I feel like it would have to be built much differently if it was supposed to sustain really over, you know, repetitive play. Mm-hmm. Because it's just not hard at all once no. you once you understand what cards to get to sacrifice. Uh things like you can feed the ringworm to the people around the campfire and the people, you know, the campfire allows you to power up cards, attack power and defense. And if you feed them the ringworm, they die and you can just use the campfire like five times every time that you get to it. Uh, I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's, it's very good. <laughs> like, <laughs> So that the run that made me decide to just like finish up Act One and go do Act Two again, I did that, and I made my no cost death card like thirteen oh, attack power, and I I I my Ouroboros was like twenty four twenty four because I got into a fight where I had a field my uh a infinite like squirrel or something and an Ouroboros, and mm-hmm. so I just kept sacrificing, you know, two things to put the field mice back on, which gives me a field mice back, then sacrificing that those two things to put the Ouroboros out, and sacrificing the Ouroboros again. Mm-hmm. Um, oh my and God. that that Ouroboros carries with you through the entire game. Mm-hmm. Like, you can get it in Act 2 and Act 3, and it keeps the same stats. Um, it's so really the game just wants you to destroy it like yeah it's it's uh and i i read in the interview i read with him he said like it was very specific he had a lot of problems balancing it where some people were like i just breeze through that and other people were like i just can't beat this um so that's where things like the because you could totally beat the game without squirrel totem right mm-hmm. uh, so that's where things like that come from I feel like I'm talking so much. You guys, you guys <laughs> no, this, this is great. <laughs> Got that pent up pot energy, Travis. It's, <laughs> it's all <laughs> useless. <laughs> yep. Um, yeah, no, there's a lot more things on the map. The campfire was the first. I loved those campfires early on, especially because the first run, they only let you use them the one time, right? It's the second run where they start to let you try and I, stay it- longer. It's at least two runs. Yeah, it's um, okay. actually. But they, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I I never had a run where I could do it more than once. It always kicked me. But I only did like three runs to make it through. Wow. What a brag. We get yeah. it. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, mean, like Travis is saying, the game wants you to beat it. It's yeah. like they, they don't make it too hard. Uh, let's see. What else is there on the map? There's the. The guy who uh, gives you a trial, mm-hmm. um, you know, do you, yeah. it, we're going to draw three cards and do they have six combined health? Do, are there two kin? Uh, is there a rare card? You know, that kind of thing. And that's 
that is really interesting when you're trying to keep your deck small mm-hmm. because you don't get anything for that uh, if you fail the challenge. So then it's kind of the opposite puzzle where you're thinking, okay, which of these am I most likely to fail? Mm-hmm. Uh, and so that that was one of the things that I learned uh, playing through Act 1 again. Yeah, uh, there's also spots where you can just sacrifice a card to get like I don't know if it's always just one free bone at the beginning of the battle or if there's other boons you can get. I don't remember what I sacrificed. I think it was a corpse maggot, but I got four bones at the beginning. Oh, yeah, okay. I had one where I got three bones at the beginning. I don't even yeah. yeah, depending on what you sacrifice, you get more bones. Uh, mm-hmm. I love the mycologists. The, yeah. Yes. <laughs> the twin brothers who specialize in <laughs> mushrooms, but this is a great way to take cards you already love reduce the size of your deck and make them more powerful because it takes two duplicate cards and crushes them together to double their attack and power. Mm-hmm. Um, Keep the same cost. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And if one of them has a sigil that the other one doesn't, uh, it'll bring that sigil over as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, I got a an Ouroboros that was uh, mycologisted. Oh no! Uh, because I mycologisted a two golden pelts, uh, and one of the options I got for cards was uh, a messed up Ouroboros. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so the, there's also the trapper, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and who who wh- what's the name of the guy you buy stuff from with the pelts? Raider. The, the traitor. Um, so when you do overkill damage to your opponent, you get teeth. There's also a skull in the cabin that you can pull four teeth out of uh, every run. You can also pull your own teeth out. If yeah. You feel yeah. Like <laughs> yeah one of the items you can get is the pliers that let you pull your teeth out. Um, but the the teeth allow you to buy pelts from the the trapper and then you can use those pelts to get cards from the trader uh, and the, depending on the quality of pelts you have you get better cards uh i really honestly started avoiding that like because mm-hmm. that was definitely a tough time with with deck bloat because those pelts are part of your deck they're yeah. not like yeah. Just something off to the side, so you, you can have rough time if you draw a handful of pelts. Yeah, yeah. That which I I made it a point to never buy more than three pelts if I was buying any when I stopped there because of that reason. You don't want to overload yourself with too many. Mm. Um, but yeah, but if also... you have enough to get two golden pelts and see the mycologist coming up, yeah, do it. <laughs> but also pelts. Uh, play a role later in the trapper boss fight. If you have yeah. more of them, you're going to have an easier time there, but you have to oh, yeah. get there with the fat deck. Yep. Which is tough in and of itself. Yeah. Uh, the boss. about some of the bosses? Let's yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, God, who was the first boss? The second one's the angler. First one's uh, the, the, the miner. The prospector. The prospector. Yeah, it, it, and they're all the same person, but he has these personas. He puts on a mask, and uh, 
goes wild, and then they all have their own unique uh, items or skills to bring to the battle that make things differently, and they get two lives as well. You're allowed to fail yeah. once per run, uh, per boss fight per run, because they'll refresh the candles that count your lives. Yeah, and they always take... Like, you're not allowed to have two candles during a boss fight. They'll always take it away if you have to and give you a smoke instead. Mm. A smoke card. Or a greater smoke if you yes. manage to put a, all three candles. Yeah. In the cabin. Yeah. Which I didn't learn about until way too late. I never got to see a greater smoke. <laughs> even, the, <laughs> even after I put the candles out. Um, yeah, so the prospector... Uh, like he has this pack mule card he throws down in the first wave, and if you kill it, you get like five or six more cards added to your hand, mm -hmm. um, which is good because for his second phase, he turns all of the cards you currently have on the field into gold nuggets. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, my first time going through that fight, I felt so confident I'd put all of my best cards out, forgetting that he had two phases. <laughs> uh, and I think I, I played this with my friend. I, I streamed it and a bunch of my friends watched me play this. I think that day my friends saw my soul leave my body. <laughs> uh, <laughs> as soon as I got to that part and I went, <gasps> Gold! I've struck gold! <laughs> Dude, in that, wave, in that waypoint stream, uh, the producer is sitting there reading the prospector's lines in the background. Mm -hmm. Uh, but, like, the people playing couldn't hear it. <laughs> so chat's loving it. He's like, gold! I've struck gold! That, that's what he... There's gold in them there hills! <laughs> like, uh, um, but, yeah, you learn there that it, you just want to try and get through that first part with as few creatures as possible. Mm -hmm. um, or with not your strongest creatures. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hold on to a good hand, you know. Because you never know what's going to come out of the mule, ultimately, other than at least one uh, squirrel. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then the angler, he's got a, uh, a fishing hook, and he'll just drag cards from your side of the field onto his side of the field, but he'll always go for the freshest fish, so the newest card placed on the field, so basically mm -hmm. always have a squirrel handy. Yeah. I <laughs> uh, question was the angler the biggest pushover in all of your experiences too was he the easiest boss to beat so it took me forever to figure out that I just needed to sacrifice the creatures I had on the board at the beginning of the second phase mm -hmm. and put different creatures out <laughs> so that I didn't attack the bait buckets mm -hmm. um, so no he was not for me I had, oh. I had a little, little bit of trouble with him mm -hmm. Yeah, about outside of the creatures. grizzly rush thing, yeah, he, he was a he was a pretty big pushover. But like that one time, I was like, I did not know if that was just this is how this boss fight's supposed to go, and I have to figure <laughs> out how to fight eight grizzlies. Uh, luckily, that's not how the boss fight goes. I was watching you stream that, and I started laughing on my end because I'm like, oh shit, <laughs> yeah. Chris did it. <laughs> Yeah, I, I can honestly say there was not a single time in all of my playthroughs that I lost to the angler. Uh, one time I came very close, and I felt really bad about myself, because <laughs> it was like my fourth time attempting him. Uh, but no, he he was incredibly easy. Um, and 
one thing that I feel like we haven't said about uh, the map yet is that every time you beat a boss, you enter a new section of the map, uh, a new area mm -hmm. of the game, uh, all with different themes. Although the theming is very, very basic, uh, and it's still uh, it's just like the color game. of the paper. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, up until the last area, of course, because the very last area of the the main first act map um, is super short and is just there so you can quickly get to the final boss fight. Um, but yeah, uh, the third boss, what was it? Because I don't remember it at the tra all. The trapper. <laughs> the and trapper. the traitor. And the traitor, yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, so the, the trapper puts out, uh, frogs, leaping frogs that mm. turn into traps when, uh, when you kill them. And then if you damage those traps, they'll kill the thing that damages them uh this actually works in your favor ultimately because when your creatures are killed by the traps you get a pelt in return uh and you in phase two he he brings out eight incredibly powerful creatures and allows you to trade any pelts you have in your hand for one uh one card from his side for one pelt no matter the quality of the pelt um so this is where ryan was talking about carrying pelts into this battle is actually not a bad thing necessarily mm -hmm. but you can also get a bunch more pelts by just making sure you attack the frogs on mm -hmm. on the way to doing your five damage i don't think i ever had a creature turn into a pelt in that first half of the fight i was really? so cautious really? about not attacking those traps mm. oh yeah that makes sense i <laughs> I ended up having to beat this guy twice. The second time that I beat him, uh, I it was like a war of attrition. Like he literally stopped playing cards before I finally beat phase one. <laughs> he was done. He had nothing. <laughs> you milled uh, him. For uh, for the second phase of that fight, um, when you make those trades, isn't it uh, whatever cards you don't pick are the cards that you have to fight against for the second yeah. half of that fight? Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Such a good mechanic right there. That mm -hmm. was fascinating. I, I didn't expect that at all, which in hindsight, I totally should have because it's the most obvious thing in the world. <laughs> and that was a real moment the first time that happened of like, oh, that, that card looks pretty good. Uh, and, you know, you pick one or two and then you grab those and then the rest stay there. It's like, oh, fuck me. I should have grabbed it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, and I also then... thought it was cool how he turns the mask and the trapper and traitor the same person because i definitely mm -hmm. did not realize that all the times that i saw them <laughs> on the map yeah because the if you don't have any pelt pelts when you go to the trader he'll give you teeth uh and the fact that he wait if you beat leshy without the film roll so you experience this Yes. Right, Chris. Uh, he reduces the prices on his pelts like pretty drastically. Like I've seen uh -huh. golden pelts as low as three. Whoa! Yeah. And I, the last run I did, I finished with 120 teeth. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you don't even have to get that far without the film. You could beat the trapper and then not beat Leshy, and the prices will still be reduced. Oh. Okay, so just like the angler, uh, you get the angler's hook at the beginning yeah. of each mm -hmm. run eventually. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, you also can get the knife uh, every run, which 
So the knife is one of the puzzles in the cabin. You get the trapped wolf card Mm -hmm. and then have to let this card take six damage to let uh, this wolf that's inside a cage in the cabin physically Mm -hmm. um, out. And then it allows you to get a knife, which uh, similar to the pliers, which we mentioned, do one damage. Uh, this knife does four damage because you stab your fucking eyeball with it <laughs> and put it on the scale. You you hold the knife up like this and you go. <laughs> and then you put it on the scale. The stabbing motion and... <laughs> and then Leshy gives you a new eye. Yeah. yeah. Um, Multiplies to pick from. One's very enticing. Yes. <laughs> the, goat, the goat's eye. Yeah. Yes, the goat's uh, eye is the one we're talking about. Did anyone about. actually take that goat's eye? I have, uh, yeah. My fourth run, I think, that I uh, got my eye taken out. I was like, maybe I should just try it once, <laughs> just to see what happens. Because if you see... It does nothing. No, if you see the black goat while you have the goat's eye, it has, like, a cute little uh, kawaii face, and it's, like, making hard Aww. eyes at you. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. That's adorable. Yep, it's great. Um, no, there's a there's a magical eye or of some sorts in the box, and when you take that and he closes the box full of eyes in otherwise invisible paint, it says uh, the cuckoo clock is your salvation or something like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and Inside the, next... the cuckoo clock lies salvation. I yeah. Think. Uh, and then you then when you go to look at the cuckoo clock, it shows like the positions where you want to put the hands, which allow you to get uh, the stunted wolf. Is that it or the and the film th- roll? Yeah, it's the stunted wolf and the film roll. I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we haven't um, really talked about the talking cards either. Oh yeah. Are, oh yeah. Oh, how did we make it this far without talking about the main characters of the because game? <laughs> I I drove us down the mechanics road uh, <laughs> extremely far. Uh, yeah, that's right. Uh, like with our first hand, we get a a stoat uh, mm-hmm. who begins talking to us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, where his name is on the card instead yeah. fills in text that he's he's talking to you. Uh and we get a stink bug that also talks to us and this stunted wolf that talks to us, and they are all related to characters we meet in Act Two. Yes. Which if you play for long enough, their card design changes to look more and more like the characters yeah. they're derived from. Mm-hmm. Uh which I saw the changes the first run, but obviously not knowing who they're Act the two didn't put that together until well into Act two or touching Act three even. Mm-hmm. Um, but they're just saying things like we can get through this together. We have a plan. We got to find these cards. Blah blah blah. Um, and they also like give you loose hints on how to solve some of the puzzles around the cabin, like finding the code for the safe to get the stink bug and yeah, and uh, yeah. you know, leading you along that trail. Uh, also, if you choose not to pick up the film roll. If you choose not to pick up the film roll, the stunted wolf talks to you about it every single fucking time you draw it. <laughs> Literally, every single time you draw the fucking stunted wolf, he's like, you picked up the film roll from the cuckoo clock, right? <laughs> every fucking time. And I played through like six or seven runs. <laughs> like... And and just dealt with this because Stunted Wolf is actually kind of a banger card. Two yeah. two, two two for one blood cost. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, Stunted Wolf. Awesome, baby got a stu- 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 going. 
<laughs> yeah, stink bug's also pretty good. The stoat that you start with is pretty useless. I usually sacrifice him. Yeah, uh, two things about Stoat. One, kind of rude that he just insults you every time you yes, play him. Constantly. Hey, bad move, you dumb idiot, is like <laughs> half of his dialogue. Uh, but the Stoat was a fascinating case for me because I get really attached to characters very easily. And when I started playing this game, I didn't realize, for some reason, that when you sacrifice a card, it would go back to your hand. So I didn't play the Stoat for, like, an hour of my first, like, playthrough of this game. Because I kept thinking, if I sacrifice the Stoat, my only talking friend is going to die forever. <laughs> uh, my, I think my friend Andy picked up on it almost immediately. He was like, no, just sacrifice the Stoat. And I was like, it's too early to do that. I can't get rid of him. It's too soon. Uh, Be left this... alone with my thoughts. Yeah. And that's definitely a problem of me just not reading, because I went through and replayed Act 1, uh, and it tells you very explicitly that all cards return to your hand after being sacrificed into the next round. Yep. Uh, yeah, no, that just didn't click with me my first uh, playthrough of the game. Uh, I actually, I like the Stoat a lot, um, and I think his jesting at you really ties into the character you find out that he yeah. is derived from, but that was always like... For my first few runs before I got more and more cards unlocked, finishing the puzzles and whatnot, like that was the card that I was putting to get sigils on from the the sacrifice stuff on the map. Mm -hmm. Like I thought having three defense for the low cost was pretty good, and if I could bump him up at a campfire, make a pretty decent card. Um mm -hmm. plus I also get attached to characters. So the fact that he talked to me <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I always had there. a tough time sacking uh sacking him for sure. Yeah. Not I mean, me, I hate that guy. As soon as I got to Stinkbug, uh, and I realized I had two talking characters, my mentality did switch from, oh no, my only talking friend to, ah, fuck that guy, he hates me anyway. <laughs> Let me sack him for the bones so I can bring out my homie Stinkbug. Yo! <laughs> yeah. oh, um, okay, so that's most of the things in Act 1, except for the last bit. The final boss. Yeah. The, well, what about the Jelly Man? Oh, oh yeah, he's <laughs> what the hell is the jelly man? The, the guy in the jar? Oh the... yeah, that guy. <laughs> yeah. So he's one of like Magnificus's disciples, actually. Yeah. Oh, yes. that's a pronoun we haven't talked about yet. <laughs> yeah, proper, pro yeah. proper yeah. noun. Magnificus. He's one of the stunted what, what stink wolf disciples. Oh, stunt wolf. Yeah, stunt wolf. <laughs> We can we can get more into that whole side of it uh, very soon. Yeah. But the first time you see this, uh, I don't know if it was any of your experiences too, but once you pick him up, you just keep picking him up over and over again because yeah, he has so. new dialogue for like mm -hmm. the first 15 times you click. Uh, and I sat there just going, what the fuck is this guy? Click, click, <laughs> click, click, <laughs> just like... No over and over and over again because it's out of nowhere like mm -hmm. the text is a completely different color you feel like there's a complete story to this person that you don't know which there is uh and it's it's just one of those weird moments in the first act that really lets you know that there's something bigger going on than than the game is letting on because what would be the explanation for this new entity in the game if you never got any story behind it yeah. yeah yeah i mean 
that and the three talking cards basically mm-hmm. are your clue because because the way the cards talk about like say the film role in particular mm-hmm. as like the way to reset uh they do use the word reset like mm-hmm. one of the talking cards does um, yeah it, there is it's easy to forget i forgot until i uh got the new game icon but you when you start this game you click continue which is another hint that like something very odd yeah. is going on with this game yeah i had to to lead ryan there by the nose <laughs> <laughs> um because he was so blown away so let's talk about the last boss yeah you know and then then we'll get into it <laughs> just before the last boss this is the other thing where it like the final act one clue of like something bigger is going on here where like when you end the map of the first three areas you find yourself outside the cabin kind Mm -hmm. of walking towards it and then the giant hands come down and give you a a chance at a couple boons uh and if you have either the ring from the cuckoo clock i believe or the ringworm card you're guaranteed to get one of them or or ouroboros or oh okay ouroboros counts as well um, and so like the first time I ex- I just lucked into getting both boons, um, so I didn't have a ring or Ouroboros or the ringworm and I got, uh, search my entire deck for whatever card yes. I want to pick and pick two cards per turn. Yep. Mm. I took both of those both times I fought this guy. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, I never got any of the boons in, <laughs> oh in my God. either of my times fighting the boss. Yeah. <laughs> Some good boons in there. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, and oh, yeah, I still one of them is time. like start with eight boons or eight bones like good lord <laughs> yeah yep um uh my fi- so yeah you fight leshy who wrote it, who is the person who's been sitting across from you the table this whole time and playing the good games with you and playing the characters and rolling out the map and basically he's the game master you know yeah. and yeah. he's in it for the lores uh that <laughs> it, he's all there for the flavor. I mean, that's why this act one is so flavorful mm-hmm. um, is because that's what he is focused on more than anything. He doesn't care if you beat him. I mean, he offers you an olive branch um, a lot of times if he thinks he's going to lose that hand, that mm-hmm. match. Um, he just, he just likes the game. Um, so he rotates all the, the bosses that you faced before and uh does each of their mechanics you know he'll turn your stuff into gold he'll pull stuff over to his side i don't does he do trapper stuff i don't think i ever fought him for long enough me Um, neither uh yes i believe so i had a very hard time against him on on, uh, my run of his fight uh i believe he does go through the trapper stuff as well um even letting you buy stuff i think maybe um could be misremembering that but uh yeah yeah. so you go through you go through all those phases of his fight just basically a rehash of the first three bosses of the area and he Um, does give himself three candles yes yeah this guy uh and then you'll never believe what happens next you have to kill the fucking moon uh, so, so he lays down essentially one giant card uh, in the middle of the table, and you have to do, I think it's like 100 it's 40. damage? It's 40. 40. 40. I thought, it, okay, yeah. 
you have to do 40 damage to the moon uh, to kill the moon, which is just a wild concept, and I think I laughed the entire time that I did it. Because it <laughs> does no damage to you, correct? It, uh, no, it does one damage one. to every lane. Mm-hmm. Unless yeah. it kills squirrels. That. Oh, what? If it what? kills squirrels, it gains squirrels as like moons in the moon's orbit, oh. and then they gain damage. <laughs> it uses the squirrels as extra damage. Oh wow! I've seen oh, wow. a forty forty moon on uh, on the subreddit. <laughs> That's um, you can also yeah. just kill the moon with a anything with an instant death sigil. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. I already had one on the board the first time I fought. I was like, that was not that was anticlimactic. <laughs> you are you this... have like the easiest time in this game out of every person I have seen play this. Yeah, the second time I fought him because I did I had to completely replay through because I did miss one puzzle like Travis was talking about earlier. Uh, mm-hmm. I had the stink bug already out, so he just had zero attack, and he even complains about it. Like I, that doesn't seem fair that I just have zero attack. <laughs> Man. Um. Yeah, but as long as you have gotten the film roll, once you uh, shatter the moon, much like uh, Sonic Adventure Two, mm-hmm. then <laughs> uh, when uh, you go, like he he brings you along, like as a as congratulations. You steal the camera from him and you turn Leshy into a death card. Hold on, he tries to give you meat. Uh, oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, first. yeah. Which, if you open the safe in the tutorial part, the meat is in the safe. Uh, <laughs> oh, so, nice. Yeah. Uh, I'll, before you before you get to the, you get the meat or the picture or any of that, it gives you yes. your first like eight videos to watch where oh, you're actually him? finding out what's going on. Yeah, yeah. Which. Okay. It, Real quick before we talk about those, I'm not sure that I would want them to change the structure, but I kind of wish that those eight videos were after you have actually like taken care of Leshy officially, because it really yeah. hurt my momentum a lot when I had to replay through the first act, yeah. knowing that that weird stuff is happening. I That's why I that. thought they were just after this part, for whatever reason in no. my mind. Um, yeah, do you uh, break? complete break of the fourth wall you get these eight videos from a uh a card youtuber he opens up card packs you know uh his name is luke carter uh alias the lucky carter right Mm -hmm. uh and they start off innocently enough just him opening card packs from card games that aren't actually real when uh now correct me if i'm wrong he finds a few packs at a yard sale in this first batch of eight, right? Of the old yeah. inscription cards. He doesn't mention that he got them at a yard sale yet. Um, oh, yeah. He just says he got a hold of... Uh, he might, actually. I don't know. Yeah, because he says he feels bad that he cheated the lady he bought them from or whatever. Mm-hmm. That they're worth mm-hmm. more than he bought them for. Oh, okay. okay. Uh, and he opens up one pack to not much. He's like, oh, there's one cool card in there. And he opens the second pack. He's like, this one feels like it's been opened and resealed for some reason and there are gps coordinates on one of the cards in there (laughs) (laughs) that he just happens to live nearby oh yeah it's yeah perfect (laughs) (laughs) yeah and he just like he doesn't even finish the video he just shuts it down runs off (laughs) yeah this is the first part of the game that like it felt 
almost unnecessary in the first few seconds of it. Because at, before you get to the whole, like, lore section of this area, it just feels like, oh, this is a fun little thing they're throwing as a congratulations for beating this game. Because uh, this is, if you, if you played through it completely blind like me, uh, the first time that they've broken anything that happened in Act 1. Uh, even throughout, like, trailers, they briefly showed that, but I didn't even see a trailer. So it just came across to me as a little fun, like, post-beating Leshy uh, celebration of just, mm -hmm. oh, let's have this little card opener parody. So when he opens that, uh, that pack and you see GPS coordinates, my initial instinct was, what do you mean? Like, what is, <laughs> what's more to this game? Am I gonna walk outside? Uh, <laughs> so, so I, kept, I kept watching, just clicking, like, this is, this is weird, I don't know if I like this. Um, but you keep going. Um, he finds um, a, a copy of the game inscription on a floppy disk. Um, and our initial instinct, if, again, if you're playing this like me, is, oh, he's gonna turn it on and it'll be like this fun little loop of we go back to the very beginning of the game. Uh, and we play through inscription again. My first thought was, where the hell is he going to find a floppy disk reader in 2021? <laughs> <laughs> Which he very quickly answers by, I don't know, eBay or some shit. I don't, I don't know. He uh, orders them on Amazon. <laughs> they still make them to plug in with the USB. And the five people that still use floppy disks celebrate. <laughs> uh, so he gets a floppy disk reader. He uh, hooks it up to his computer and he gets the game working. And then I can't remember if this is where um, all of the weird stuff with um, the card creators starts to happen. Uh, uh, where does this kick off? That's in the next set of videos. Oh, that's not. Yeah. Yeah. That's mm -hmm. where it ends. Because then, you know, if you've gotten the film role, yeah. you go back into the cabin. You take a picture of Leshy, which causes... Uh, it makes a new game button appear that you can collect mm -hmm. like as part of the cabin and then you're literally just left to uh walk around the cabin yeah. uh there's you can't get out of it you can the only new thing is leshy's death card or like the photograph you took of him uh and yeah ryan's like what do I, i'm just walking so you just walk around okay is that it and i was like it's the game well did you did you collect something <laughs> something that maybe you didn't have before you know? <laughs> he was like no no nope. <laughs> this is true this is accurate <laughs> like, uh maybe a new something that said new game <laughs> Uh, <laughs> uh, uh. Yep, yep. Because, uh, yeah, when you start this game, your only option is to continue. So mm -hmm. uh, then you back out to the main menu, you start a new game, and you're playing Undertale. Yeah. 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 Uh, when it says you start a new game, it is not lying. You start a new game from what you have been playing in the last several hours of gameplay yeah. uh, it starts off with this um beautiful pixelated artwork going across the screen explaining the lore of the land 
uh, which is really disconcerting uh, if you are like me and are not that into RPGs. Uh, so when I when you get through this lore, which we can talk about more in a second, you spiral down into land and you touch the ground and you are suddenly in a um, JRPG style weird overworld yeah overworld of a new game entirely Mm -hmm. what was your first thought as soon as you touched ground in the new game uh this is freaking awesome (laughs) (laughs) i I love that what the fuck and then i walked outside and then that was immediately hell yeah (laughs) (laughs) yeah pretty much pretty much the same for me I, I think my first exact words were, uh, uh, oh, it's getting weird. We're doing weird shit. Uh, <laughs> and, and yeah, like I said, I'm, I'm not a big fan of RPGs in this style generally. Um, but knowing what had just come before and knowing that it was willing to take this big of a risk to completely change the style of the game... Uh, I, I decided to keep going and was very pleasantly surprised to find out, oh, you're still just playing Inscription, but now you're playing Inscription in an overworld. Mm-hmm. Uh, this very beautifully drawn uh, overworld with maybe some of my favorite music in the entirety of the game. Yeah, and with several new mechanics added in. Two major new yes. mechanics, but like in general, a lot of new cards, new mechanics, all sorts of stuff. And this part felt very much like Yu-Gi-Oh as well, like the old Game Boy games where you would run around and duel people and then get packs and build new decks and just, like, this felt like a Game Boy Color Yu-Gi-Oh game, which mm-hmm. I missed. Yeah, I, uh, I'm i I'm so glad to hear that there's a chapter select, because I just want to go back and live in <laughs> Act 2 for a while <laughs> and make decks. Yeah, uh, what starter decks did y'all choose? Uh, uh, I, I chose Magic, which was stupid. <laughs> I chose bots. Uh, which I was chose, smart. <laughs> I chose the the death cards. I chose Grimoire. I also chose undead. Mm-hmm. Which worked out okay. I eventually ended up building something that was basically like an act one deck, because that's what yeah. I knew how to use. <laughs> Just sacrifices <laughs> and bones. Um, yeah, I go ahead, Ryan. I, I wound up like modifying it into what Travis called, and I think it's a great name, a beasts and bots deck where it's like combining the best of the energy driven cards and the standard sacrificial cards, you know, from act one. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I ended up morphing my deck into what I have just decided to call the death, love and robots deck, uh, which is, which is a modified um, bot and Bramora um, death card deck, which might I say is not a good idea for a deck and it does not work well at all, but it's functional. It, it'll do yeah i i just magic is bad i feel like <laughs> you know like it's tough. it just seems bad because mm-hmm. like it's so much of it is based on if you have x thing on the board get mm-hmm. one attack power or if there is not one of x thing on the board this card fucking dies like yeah. <laughs> uh and yeah it just seemed really tough to synergize with anything but uh i i so i just finished playing through act two again like i literally finished it while the setup was happening on this podcast uh and i did bots and bots and beasts and i got every card uh it 
having a beefed up Ouroboros really helps with that because uh, you can just go to the training dummy and smack it for you know twenty six uh, and get a bunch of foils. Uh, so there's four bosses for the four scribes. Each of them talk about in the lore that Marvel mentioned at the beginning. Each of them talk about how they created their cards differently. Well, they don't talk about it. Someone narrates about it. Mm-hmm. So uh, Magnificus, who is the wizard, uses a paintbrush to like paint the cards. Uh, Grimora, who is the bones, bases all of hers off of like epitaphs um, mm-hmm. of people who've died. Leshy has a wildlife camera. It's specified in the lore that he has a wildlife camera. He uses to make cards. And uh, PO3 is shitty. Uh, (laughs) I I don't remember what they say he uses. He manufactures his cards. Yeah. Yeah. He's got like a a big manufacturing base. Um, uh, Magnificus is probably my most hated boss in this area. He yep. took me so long to get through. Mm-hmm. He replaces the sigils on your cards with other sigils. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Super annoying. Yep. Yeah. That that boss fight, um, I almost gave up playing um, that section. Like, I had to take a break during his fight to go fight another boss because it was just so frustrating. Planning out my arguably very shitty deck, but planning out my deck uh, and immediately just having every single card that I bring in completely changed. It, it ruins the synergy of your deck, which is the point yep. to, yeah. to screw you over. I think um, what you've got to try and do for Magnet, what I wound up trying to do was don't give a shit about what sigils you're putting in your deck. Focus solely yes. on cost and attack and defense. Yeah, Because uh, you, can't, you can't rely on any of the sigils you're putting in to be synergistic with each other yeah did you guys get the clover i did yes i did i don't think so uh it allows you to redraw your opening hand one uh-huh. time yeah um you can also uh, meet the mycologists they have some uh special orders for you to get done mm-hmm. and you can get a key that i am still i got Still not exactly oh, sure what it. And opens. then you finish. Oh, it opens a door in Act Three. Oh, okay. Uh, oh, really? For for a secret boss. Yeah. <gasps> Ooh. Ooh. Well, now I'm angry that I didn't complete all of their tasks. <laughs> so there's also there's also the Bone Lord, um, yeah. who's in the basement of Grimora's place, mm-hmm. and you have to bring him uh, an obol. Uh, which you have to make by playing uh, the left half of a broken oval and the right half of a broken oval together. And then they come together and make a baby oval. Uh, <laughs> and then you get to go to the Bone Lord and he, you get a card and uh, some some other stuff. Uh, I I did the Bone Lord a, a, key, a key for Act 3 again. So mm-hmm. there's two keys you can collect for Act 3 in Act 2. Okay. I definitely missed some stuff in Act 3 then, like, for sure. Because I don't think I oh, opened yeah. the door for the key that I got, and I didn't do Bone Lord in Act 2. Um, but it doesn't surprise me. I feel like there's a lot of things you can miss uh, very easily in this game. They yes, don't, absolutely. You know, no objective markers. Uh, I have the uh, Google Doc open to talk <laughs> about all of that stuff. 
later. Nice. Thank goodness. <laughs> After Marvel leaves. <laughs> Thank you for holding off. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we could dabble with some Act 3 stuff, but there's definitely a point where we don't want oh, yeah, to yeah, no, We should definitely talk some about Act 3 when we get there. But yeah. uh, So each of the bosses makes you fight three of their minions. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is where you find out that Green Goo Man it was like one of Magnificus's uh, pupils. Like, they all want to become cards in his deck, mm-hmm. uh, which is weird. Uh, but, yeah, Magnificus turned one of them into green goo. Yep. Yeah. Um, and yeah. he, he uh, the poor the poor wizard who is just starved for any kind of stimulation. Sensory deprivation, yeah. 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 <laughs> I love that guy. Yeah, so, I love uh, him. Uh, he is, he is way too sane. Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm just going to say, like, he would not be that sane. Um, uh, I I like the pack cracking uh, mechanic. You know, yeah. it's always fun to pack uh, crack open packs of cards. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I I remember being extremely worried, Travis, because uh, you got to Act Two before me. Uh, I was like, but how am I going to fill out all these mycologist orders? How am I going to get more cards? There's only so many battles. Like he's like, there's a there's a thing. You'll find a thing. Don't worry. And you find this training dummy that you can just fight repeatedly to get as many golden foils to as you want to to get more packs of cards to fill out your deck yeah it's very nice um Um, oh there's little chests all throughout the world uh like the the map that you can find um that that give you packs or individual cards there's also like things you can interact with like the there's a well that gives you an epitaph you need at Grimora's, but it also will give you a card if you dredge it up. Uh, there's a couple of tentacles uh, in the world that if you click on both of them, they give you a Kraken card. Um, and it's got Submerge on it, which uh, Submerge is a sigil that makes the creature go underwater during the enemy's turn. Uh, and when it comes back up, it's one of the different tentacle cards from the opening act. Um, so that that's a pretty cool card, actually. Um, what else? You, the uh, woodcarver. Did you guys find the woodcarver? I, mm, I don't think mm, so. I'm not sure. So in Leshy's part, you have to get a pelt for the the trader, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. In that area, you can walk up in between a couple of the trees and go talk to the woodcarver and get some, get some lore, or really specifically not get some lore because she <laughs> talks about the old data and that she's not going to tell you anything about the old data, like <laughs> <laughs> giving you lore, uh, not giving you lore. Okay. Exactly. <laughs> yep. uh, there's also a mirror in Magnificus's tower that you can walk into and. Uh, brings you out with a different sprite oh you can walk in that mirror uh-huh yep yeah i walked in there a bunch of times yeah there's like five sprites or something but yeah never tried Dang. um now maybe i'm misremembering do they fight two you have to fight two and then the other two unlock but is there videos in the middle of that uh somewhere in the middle of that yeah you get yeah. your second set of videos which i have inscription open to that second set of videos right now actually just to, uh hi lenny hi lenny <laughs> that is doing something right now 
Uh, this one is where he talks to the the lady he bought the cards from at the garage sale. Uh, and she says they were her daughters, like, uh, and that she doesn't really want to talk about it. And so he looks it up, and she died at the game the game company uh, that made inscription game yes. Funa game Funa yes. Um, uh, go ahead. I'm trying to remember the other things that happened in the videos, but since you have them up, I don't want to. Then get, get he ahead of it. calls. He uh, or he, oh, the first thing he does is emails game Funa. Uh, yeah. about the game that he found then uh they they like demand or they say they don't know anything about it but if he's got something like that it's their property and he needs to send it back to them immediately and they like threaten legal action uh and so he doesn't that's when he calls the the person he got the cards from uh then someone comes to his house from game funa which her name shows up in uh, in uh, binary, and I translated is Amanda. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, and ask for the disc. He says he doesn't know what she's talking about. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then yeah, I don't. And then uh, there's three error videos here. Mm-hmm. I don't think was there anything in any of these ones. I can watch these real quick. Yeah, I want to say short. those first three are very short, and there's not much in them. Yeah, there's nothing in those three. So then there's uh, the last video, and this one is him trying to record a video where he's cracking packs, and he just can't even do it. Yeah, yeah. He just walks away from the camera. Uh, yeah, I want to say that's we beat two bosses, we get those video, and then we beat the other two in the the JRPG area of act two which i did leshy and eo3 first and then remora and magnific well i tried to do magnificus like for an hour and a half and i'm like fuck this guy i went and did cremora (laughs) and i went back to magnificus (laughs) yeah i think i went leshy grimora uh po3 and then magnificus yeah same same exact for me uh, and each one you defeat, where you like came into the world, there were these four headstones, essentially. Uh, each time you beat one of them, their headstone sends a pillar of light into the sky. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because that lore that we kind of glossed over is like, you the starter deck you choose is like the lord whose position you're supposed to be trying to take, but they give yeah. you the decision again at the end if you want to change your mind. And it doesn't matter which one you choose anyway. As yeah, no. <laughs> which I, I would just like to say, I chose correctly, by the way. <laughs> just unintentionally chose correctly um yeah because as you choose so you choose and get more more videos is that right or do they dump you right into act three you don't get the last set of videos until the very end until the very end okay pretty sure i I don't think marvel's seen another set of videos yet i don't believe so no okay yeah all right that's then that's at the very end yeah um so once you beat all four and you make your decision. Uh, it doesn't matter because you get dumped into PO3's warehouse, and then we're back in something similar. You have to, to fight the... him. You do have to fight yeah. him real quick. Yeah. Uh, but whatever you put out on turn one, he just puts out something across from it, 
or like I think it might have to be something that attacks, but he puts out just a black card across from it. Yep. Uh, and as soon as you attack it, it fuzzes everything out and then dumps you into Botopia. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I, I like that throughout Act Two, uh, you get an idea of these characters' personalities more, and they all like are on to Po Three that he's he's yeah. pulling some crazy shit here. Yeah. And that they man, they mention the Great Ascension by name, or yes. like yeah, you know, um, uh, I think Magnificus's note at the top of his tower. And we also are able, if you're paying attention, to tie those personalities. So Po Three is the stoat. Because mm-hmm. um, PO3's whole thing is like, oh, that was a bad tactical play. This game's all about the tactics. If you're not playing perfectly tactically all the time, you're you're messing up. Um, mm-hmm. So when you know when you play the stoat and he's like, bad move, man. Uh, that lines <laughs> up. The stink bugs, Grimora, and the stunted wolf is Magnificus. Mm-hmm. But yes, now we wake up. Well, not wake up. We, we arrive in Botopia, and it's very similar to Leshy's cabin, but warehouse. And we're facing off against PO3. And we aren't allowed to get up for for a little while here. Yeah, yeah no. Yeah, he's got I you tried. <laughs> oh, yeah. And he's got you cuffed to the table. Yeah. Yeah, I do like that you get the inverse here, though. Um, like, in Act 1, you're in the cabin's 3D. And then in Act 2, you get to see that cabin in, like, that 2D isometric perspective, and here you get the opposite. Like, this is definitely the same layout as the 2D, like, a uh, bot factory that you explored before, but in 3D yeah. now. Uh, yeah, and very cool. Ridden with new puzzles to do, and, of course, uh, more fights in the inscription yeah. style. And a, a different map that's uh, digital, um, and you move through it with, like, arrows. Mm-hmm. Uh, here you can actually really not worry about deck bloat because you don't have to pick up like you don't have to go for cards right um, so that's cool uh, and yeah there's a bunch of different sectors for you to clear This is and it. four bosses again yep and it's it's laid out very similarly to the map from act 2 yes we got two on left and right and one up and down for left and right each side Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, which I, I just attribute to PO3's lack of imagination. He just remade yeah. the same game, <laughs> slightly different. Uh, makes perfect uh, sense. <laughs> so is it wrong to say what this uh, section of the game is going for is, and I hate to use this term, a Souls-like um, a Souls-like version of the same card game we've been playing? In, in the sense that um, every time that you die, you aren't being killed and sent back to the beginning of the game. Uh, there are checkpoints, several points throughout the map every time you complete a chunk of the game um, that every time you get killed, you get sent back there and you can go back, uh, crawl back, and fight those enemies again to regain all of the points you earned in the last yeah. round, all of your loot that you had lost. Uh, I, you can go back and recollect. I think that's actually fair, especially considering the bounty mechanic. Mm-hmm. Um, which, how many stars did y'all get up to? I only got up to two. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I don't even know. Uh, I saw Blast Casey twice. Uh, I beat her twice. Well, yeah, I yeah, her. okay. Um, yeah, I I was able to get through Leshy and Grimora, uh, before losing once, and that was I had three star bounty. If I remember mm-hmm. right uh, at that point, and then I never got up that high again. 
But yeah, so as as you continue to win uh, in Act Three here, eventually the game. Well, uh, I think here we should talk about the boss mechanic. Yes, that Marvel has seen, and ta- then... and we can talk about like upgrading the empty vessels a little bit, and that's mm-hmm. probably where we should. Uh, yeah, let Marvel go so we don't spoil things for him. <laughs> I'm very honored right now. Literally, go go finish it. <laughs> yes, I will be yeah. finishing it as soon as possible. Um, yeah. So uh, when you beat a boss, so instead of having squirrels, you have empty vessels. They uh, are mechanically similar. You don't need to sacrifice. Uh, they but they work as a defensive measure that you basically get to put out for quote unquote free your first round because. Now you're working off of energy. If you picked the energy deck in Act 2, you'll understand exactly how that works. You can have up to six pips of energy. You start with one, gain an extra one every turn. Uh, yeah, with... it's mana and Hearthstone if you played Hearthstone. Okay. Same thing. I haven't played Hearthstone, but I believe you. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, and when, and when you beat a boss, PO3 upgrades your empty vessels. He adds a sigil onto them. Yes. Of your choosing from three, mm-hmm. um, yeah. Which what do you guys remember? What you put on first? Uh, the return damage. So it's same. not that they would attack, but they would thorns. Yeah, thorns. That's it. Yeah, same, same. It was very good, mm-hmm. very handy. Um, is that what you got first, Marvel? Oh. Maybe. Uh, is there one that when they attack it, uh, it gains one uh, attack when they uh, do one damage to it? Because I believe that's what I have on all my. Oh, do you stuff. have the one that ups like if they survive for a turn, then they become a better yes. uh, the, the like time symbol. Yeah. Um. And what was the mechanic of the boss you've done? So. Uh, so- each boss here has a cool mechanic that's like kind of computer based basically. Uh so the mechanic on the boss that I fought was um part of the way through this fight, it starts uh letting you search through your computer's actual files, your real computer's files, and uh at first it asks you to go by file size. So you go through your actual computer and try to find a um a massive file on your computer and whatever you select it places it on the scale uh, relative to how big that file is uh, on the enemy's side. So if you're losing and you want to get a major advantage, you want to try to find the biggest possible file to stick it onto your enemy. Call Call of Duty Warzone. Yes. So (laughs) I chose Call of Duty Warzone. Uh, (laughs) uh, And the other mechanic um, through that fight is uh, finding the oldest file that you have on your computer. And what they don't tell you right away is that uh, if you lose the fight, it actually deletes that file off of your computer. Now, I had a feeling some bullcrap like that was going to happen. I was playing it upstairs with my sister during this fight, and I said, oh, I gotta be careful with this. They're gonna, what if they, like, deleted the file? What if they did that? (laughs) And so I went through, and I found an end-user license agreement from 2007, which was pre-installed on my computer. (laughs) I was like, I have no use for this file. It is easily the oldest thing. I only got this computer in 2016. There's no reason I should have a 2007 file on there. So I I selected it, and then it said, I hope it didn't mean too much to you. I was like, it meant nothing. (laughs) I don't need it in my life at all. 
I got my computer in 2021, so um, <laughs> he didn't think much of the age of my file. Uh, I, me neither. I used a like a an old logo for Spelunkers uh, mm -hmm. that I have all over the place, so it didn't matter if it got deleted because yeah. I had a feeling that was coming too. Uh, that she didn't like it. Only two years old, apparently. Uh, now, just so everyone is aware. It doesn't delete the actual file. It creates a readme version of the same file and deletes that oh, readme. Um, <laughs> well, to be fair, I don't Where know. Where are my stakes? Give me stakes, Inscription. <laughs> be ballsy. Uh, I don't know that Steam would let them put a game on that straight up de like deletes files off your computer. <laughs> it's basically Doki Doki Literature Club. <laughs> yeah, but you have to manually delete the file uh, yeah. on your own. In that. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, um. So yeah, Marvel. It's been good. It's been real. Uh, I can't wait to. Us. I can't wait to watch the rest of this segment in like six <laughs> months, whenever I have completed the last hour of this game. <laughs> Just go finish it right now. I'm we on might my way. We might talk long enough that you could come back. I'll be in in the last 30 seconds just to say, what the fuck? All right. Have fun, y'all. Thank you for joining us, Marvel. Of course. Glad to be here. Bye-bye. Bye. With one less Marvel, unfortunately, we don't want to spoil anything because this game... Well, we don't want to spoil anything for people that haven't played it. Obviously, we want to spoil things because we're here doing a spoiler cast on it, but we hope you have played this game. Uh, to completion before listening this far uh, because it is it is worth your your own experience oh yeah uh, so <laughs> what were the mechanics of the rest of the bosses here in act three yeah this is where i was i remember po3's mechanics yeah but the other two escaped me there was the so the last one I fought anyway, I don't know if you can do them in any order. I don't remember. Uh, I think so, yeah. Uh, or no, I think there's like, a bridge again. Yeah. Just like there is a bridge, two. yeah. So uh, yeah, so you probably have to kill one and then you can kill the other three in any order. But uh yeah. she lets you make a card. She lets you take a card that another player has made during that fight, and then you get to make a card for another player to take during that fight as well. That's right, um, because okay. there's there's a uh, there's a picture in the room that you can see, and if you make a card that exactly matches that picture, there's a puzzle to that. I don't, I didn't do um, that puzzle because I yeah, forgot I never that did was. the card printer. Yeah, uh, yeah, I never used the card printer, so that's one of the things that's in the like cabin, the the factory uh, area. Um, there, one difference in the puzzles uh, here is that you are like the he so you have to similar to act one where you have to collect a can a candle you have to go get a battery to recharge the game board mm -hmm. uh and you have to solve a couple of puzzles to actually open up the pathway to go get the battery there mm -hmm. um and so i thought that was like kind of an interesting change uh but it's more of the slider puzzles right Well, there are slider puzzles in there. I thought the um, the puzzles there are there are other puzzles in there that are like um, the captcha Power puzzles. puzzles. They're they're like oh, they're, you're right. Yeah, there are captchas. There's totally captchas that are like make sure you're not a robot to yeah 
I am not a robot. That's very funny. Yeah. It was very funny. Uh, it, it's uh, so I wasn't able to connect to the internet to get another card, like from from someone. Damn. Yeah, me. Well, so I, I just got I got corpse mummy over and oh, over no. again. But I got like, the opposite. I got a card from somebody, but I when I let me upload the one I made, I made one that was like, well, there's nobody to give it to. I hope you didn't make trash because I'm going to give it to you. Oh. oh, no, I thought that was a PO3 thing where he's like, OK, make a card and then like. Uh, um, or no, maybe that was Leshy's thing. I, I don't remember. But yeah, someone was like, make a card. And then they had been planning on giving it to you the entire time, and I made a pretty shitty card. <laughs> uh, and so they were like, I hope you didn't make it crappy. And I was like, I fucking really did. <laughs> yeah. I wish I, I had another shot at this because you could make could have made a super OP card. Yes. Because they give you so much SP to start with that, like, yeah, you could have made it just an absurd card. But I had Ouroboros again. Uh, so, like, yeah, I'll probably just as soon as I can get up from the table here, I'll just grab a reverse from the clock and then try to pick up as few cards as possible because it only costs two energy to summon, and it's a twenty-six, twenty-six. <laughs> so. Yeah, so that's golly. I got, I pulled up the names of the bosses. Uh, golly's okay, boss you. fight is where you get to like make a card and send it and get a card back. And yeah, I just ended up getting the card I made and I made the same exact card I already made for myself because it was really busted. It's a five, it's six cost, five, one with flying and the thing where when it dies, it goes back into your hand. Hmm. So you just get, for, either you get five free damage or you kill something and then it dies and it goes back to your hand anyway. Yeah. Um, and her whole thing was like she was connecting to the internet for the first time, yes, right? Yes, yes. And she looked up, uh, she pulled real pictures of the things uh, into yes. the cards. So like the Mole Man, right? Yep. The uh, mummy looked like a mummy. Yep. Because that was what it kept getting given. Uh, what were the other two? Or is there two? Or Yeah, or... there's two more. So the photographer, he like takes a picture of your board and you can reload that board state. Yes. Or take a new picture every turn. Oh, that's right. That's right. Yeah, I yeah, really yeah. like that mechanic. I abuse the hell out of that. <laughs> yeah. Because he plays some really broken stuff. You have to rewind the board sometimes. Try to work it to your advantage. And the other one, which is really probably my favorite boss fight in the game, it's really interesting, is... Uh, where you make the rules, like it gives you two sliders, and you make two rules across the yeah. course of the game. Yes. Oh my god, that one is so fun! Like it's it's such a cool puzzle. Like that, I feel like that's the culmination of like how much have you learned about the mechanics, and how well do you know what your deck does well? Mm -hmm. uh, and yeah, man, I for I forgot about that one. That one is so so super good. Yeah, I, yeah. Uh, the first time I didn't pick well, but the second time the board was just full because it was like any time a card is placed, another card spawns. And like, yeah. <laughs> and I just like just kept hitting space bar, and eventually I won because it was just like I can't put anything out because every single slot is full. Oh yeah, it like glitched out for me. Like it was oh. there was an infinite loop 
like <laughs> that went on for like a minute and a half or something of cards just entering the playing field dying and because there was like something like every time a card gets played all creatures take one damage mm-hmm, mm-hmm. uh and and every time a creature dies uh is replaced by another creature yep i yep. i think was what it was yeah so it just <laughs> It just wouldn't stop. It was wild. Uh, Yeah, I thought the game was just going to, like, actually break at that point. Um, Yeah, what a cool fight. Uh, (laughs) Do we want to talk about any of the, like, puzzles here in particular? The goo man is here. Uh, The slider puzzles here are... Art. Wicked. Yeah. Wicked hard. Yeah. I wish I had Matt Damon from that Goodwill Hunting movie to solve these puzzles for me. Because <laughs> he's wicked smart. Uh, I uh, yeah. what's in them. The, there are some that like had mechanics that or sigils that I just hadn't seen yet, and I didn't know where the book was. It's like right beside the puzzles. It's not by the table like I thought it was. Like I don't know where the mm. book is, and I don't know what these sigils do. So I just guessed until it worked, and then found the book later and was like, ah, oh, I see, I see. Uh, the book is great. Uh, the the tentacle monster sigils are all covered in ink. So the bell one uh, is depend. The attack of the one with the bell sigil is dependent on how far away from the bell you play it. So if you play it right next to the bell, it's four attack. And then if you play it as far away from the bell as you can, it's one attack. Okay. Wow, yeah, I thought that was every time you rung the bell while I was on the board or something. That's what and... I thought too. <laughs> and then I finally eventually looked because I, you know, I played it one time and it had three, and it was like the first turn. I was like, well, okay, <laughs> I, I don't know, apparently. And then I looked it up. Yeah, so there's that. There's the mirror one that mirrors where you're across from. And then there's my personal favorite how many cards you have in your hand. Yeah. That one's good. Yeah. Uh, also, there's still items here. Mm. Uh, Energy refill. Yep. Bond uh, bombs everywhere. Yep. Any every which, open spot. Which give was... everybody nano armor. Yeah, That's I I, I never used the nano armor one. Really? Um, yeah, I used the bomb one a couple times when I was having trouble, uh, uh, with uh, one of the bosses. I used those bombs to like basically get out of every bounty fight so easy yeah because like i just wait for the bounty card to come up and they're like all right bombs Clear them yeah out. i didn't use i didn't end up using any of them until super late because i was like i i knew that they refilled because he told me that but i was still like treating it like the act one where it's they were precious when they were not uh but yeah, yeah I, I, even then i don't think i really used the bomb but i used the nano armor and I, obviously the energy is really strong it's just an extra card yeah, um, yeah, yeah, it's very good. I was all about those items. As soon as he told me they recharge, I'm like, screw it, let's use these things like as soon as possible, or is like, don't just don't be afraid to to use them. Um, uh, the sacrifice mechanic comes back, yeah. uh, which is excellent. Again, right. yeah. uh, you get a double gunner with uh, with the sniper. Uh, stuff on him that's pretty uh pretty great you know mm-hmm. or i think i think the one i had in my run because this one's interesting because you are like stuck with the cards that you choose 
uh, to go with from the beginning as opposed to in Act 1 where you really get to like learn the game and you know build new decks all the time. This one is you you get what you you start like every everything sticks with you. Um and so I guess I had stronger ties to cards in Act 3, like to specific cards I feel like ultimately than uh I did in Act 1. Um which well, I don't know when we're going to get into favorite acts, but, you know. Oh. Act well, two for we'll, me. we'll do that after we finish. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what did you guys end up with on your empty vessels? Like, all three of your power-ups? Uh, had the like, the thorns. Um, I had flying defense. Yeah. And then I had the turret where when they came in, they took one damage. Yep. Same. Uh, which <laughs> I love that card. I love that card a lot. Uh, you get a double one from the mycologist that uh, oh. fires fires two shots. Um, That's awesome. It is very good. It, I, I, had, I put that into my deck immediately. I don't think I had that. I don't remember what I had for the third power up. Mm. Yeah, I... I found out really early on, and I'm glad I did. From the there's the bot that just has, um, I think it just has nano shield, right? There's a bot that just starts with a nano shield. Yeah. Uh, and I gave him spikes one, but you have to literally take damage. So like getting your nano shield hit will not activate spikes. And I'm glad I found that out before they offered me that on empty vessels because I probably would have ended up taking that, and it would have been a big waste. Um. One of the things we haven't mentioned is on the map you find that so there's arrows that tell you which way you can go, but sometimes it doesn't show you the arrow until you uh you know hover over it with the mouse and oh, which I really appreciate for a lot of this game, you can just play it with one hand uh yeah. that's extremely nice um because then I can hold my other hand like I'm doing right. You know this entire podcast, it just be, hmm. uh, which is which is important. Uh, <laughs> it powers up my brain. It's true. Um, so you you can go to secret areas and find files that talk about stuff from outside the game. They're like emails from people or pictures. Uh, they're pictures of Luke and his sister. I don't think which, I saw any of these. I, never, yeah. I don't think I saw pictures, but I got a couple of files. And I think that I thought the files were the, the file that I saw, I think, was talking about uh, like the uh, the lady that died at the company that had this copy originally. Yep. The Casey. Yeah. Uh, who you had seen on a death card in Act One, probably. Uh, um, I don't know if you did, uh, Chris, but um, I definitely did, Ryan. I don't know if you did. I don't know that I saw it. I think um, so, because the way we didn't talk about it, but Leshia uses like your death cards that you've been making as well as some that he already has, and I mm -hmm. think Casey shows up there. Yeah, and yeah. one of the bounty hunters is Blast Casey. <laughs> oh. Uh, uh, so there's those, but there's also if you collect uh, the pelts, there's holographic pelts yeah. as well. I found a couple of those. Um, and you can go give those to the trapper, 
I think you have to find all five to unlock the the door for it. I don't know. Uh, did you guys? I didn't no, find there's a all room. five. Okay. The, yeah, there's a room with a big like lock in it, but you can't mm-hmm. actually interact with the lock. If you're standing in there, it unlocks the door to go talk to him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the trapper, or the trader, I guess, uh, takes these holographic pelts in return for tarot cards that each one talks about somebody who inscription had like taken inside it basically inscription the game like very important stuff lore wise uh um and yeah there's five of those they're all pretty cool um i don't know i could look those up we could read them i think i saw any of those yeah are there only five tarot cards i got the impression that there were a lot more yeah there's only five. five okay there's only five that it's not like random which ones you get because I also thought that. Um, vamp, vamp, something vamp. Uh, so the main, uh, well, well, yeah, the cameras are broken. By yeah, the way, right? I just realized I clicked away. <laughs> um, the. Uh, <clears throat> The main, like, what's happening here, we're, PO3 is constantly talking about the Great Ascension and how we're going to help him achieve that. Uh, and we do that unknowingly as we play the game by, because after we yes. beat each boss, we rotate a satellite. Uh, and we're helping PO3 get on the internet. Uh, okay. The Fool. Known to some as Big Ear, he did not outlive his plot. One disc among many, the old data traveled across the sea. Discovered, poor Barry was put to the gun. I think uh, Barry is also seen in the game. Uh, The Empress, with the power of a triangle, Casey helped to create inscription. We know there were others, but only her name was inscribed. One of Grimora's goals holds her name. Of the old data, she discovered much. Number three, death. We have gleaned the purpose of the Carnoffel Code, and it is terrible. The code is in the cards, and then oblivion. Number four, the devil. A curse. Data so malignant it can never be erased. His evil corrupts the disc, corrupts all of us. He inspires the scribe's enmity. He created the code. The Tower. We do not fully understand the nature of Inscription's creation. We know of a building and of a triangle of isosceles proportions and of a blue man who visited during the creation. That's it. There you go. Yeah, I don't know. Um... Yeah, that stuff's really interesting. I didn't get all of those, and I actually I like that. We'll we'll talk about the ending when we get there, but I think that makes me like the ending more potentially. Um, what was I about to say? Oh yeah, the blue man is Admin T Irving from the Hex game. Oh, Apparently. interesting. Yeah, I did not play the Hex or Pony Island. I've got them both wish listed. I want to play them at some point. Uh, although the Hex's art style is terrible, but who knows if that's even the art style for the whole game. Daniel Mullins is a crazy man. I don't know. I'll link you guys this uh, Google Doc after this. For sure. Okay. Um, 
so I, don't, I think we were just being cagey before because uh, Marvel was here. There, there are videos in the middle of this chapter, I believe, after you beat two bosses again. Because this is the one where it ends with him, like, uh, waking up and grabbing his baseball bat because somebody's in his apartment. In his house. And there's something oh. in the uh, air... Error footage. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, this, I don't remember this time was. as well. Yeah, he's uh, like laughing maniacally, right? Oh yeah, the, the, well, there's a code as well that was mm-hmm. used in the ARG. Um, and the third one, yes, he and he has the scale from the game. Mm-hmm. That's right, uh, and yep. some gold teeth in that one. Yeah, I'm glad I uh, pulled this up. <laughs> <laughs> there was one other time where they showed uh binary and i remember translating it but i don't remember what it was uh the amanda right that was the first one there was one other time where it popped up i want to say it was in this chunk of video um and every time i saw it i would find that point in the video pause it and go to go to my phone and find a binary translator and p- type it all in um I got <laughs> through the rest of the 61 page Google Doc here. <laughs> uh, yeah, I also like that in this, in Act 3, they bring in the uh, like the gems from the magic in Act 2 and a little bit in Act 4. Uh, but it actually, like, it's really cool here. Uh, I understand that it's not super useful in Act 2, but I like it a lot here. Like, you just basically imbue every card to have bonus effects from. Uh, from having each of the gems and your empty vessels get the gems. So like it's not it's not like you're wasting your squirrel card, squirrel equivalent on just these gems. They have all the other effects that you've been getting from the bosses as well. Yeah. And I there's gotta be a way to build a decent magic deck magic deck in Act Two. Um it's just gotta be I'm gonna find out. Spend time in Act Two if <laughs> find that out. because <laughs> uh, I wanna figure that out. There's gotta be a way to build a good magic deck. Um yeah, so you're you're connecting uh, PO3 to the internet, and you're giving him access to your hard drive, like Marvel alluded to before he disappeared. Then um, you take screenshots for him with the photographer. Yes, that's right. Uh, all in an effort for the Great Ascension, which uh, is, turns out, PO3's attempt to spread inscription to the world and not like not inscription the game we're actually playing inscription the the demon code that actually like steals people's souls i guess is that what we assume is happening uh yeah well the old data is like something real bad like yes it's something very evil and yeah it does <clears throat> seem like that um and the other three so like it through this process as you're like opening up more areas of the factory uh and connecting everything to wi-fi you find leshy grimora and magnificus yeah because the very last puzzle like we were talking about those computer puzzles the very last one just said you need to connect to the internet first and the last boss well i guess it doesn't have to be the last one you can fight golly second i guess can you go down there as soon as you activate golly technically because you're connected to the internet after you talk to Golly, or beat Golly, but she was the last one I did. So, 
anticipated. Uh, I think you... I think it's two and two. I don't think you can do Golly until second to last or last last. Um, but still oh, second to last. Oh, that's right. Yeah. You, well, yeah, you, you do have to activate a satellite down in the Magnificus Tower area to get into the bot area where Golly is. I remember yeah. that now. Um, uh, did we talk about the last fight where you fight your friends? Mm. Oh, I think that's in the Golly fight as well. No, that's the... That's like the final. That's fight the final against, fight. Like Po three himself. Yeah, um, I guess we're at that point because we go and talk to the other three scribes, and they're like, "We have a plan. We have to stop Po three in the Great Ascension. Um, go fight him. Pretend everything's the same, and and you'll know when the time is right, essentially." Uh, and we go yeah. back to take down Po three. And this is like Travis pointed out, one of the coolest things where all of a sudden your friends from your Steam list. <laughs> are the cards you're fighting. Yeah, and y'all suck, man. Fuck you. I had a tough I had a tough time. Uh, I really want to call out Rob for being a pain in the yeah. ass in this fight for me. I was also like, would like to call out Rob. <laughs> like and a 10-8 flyer on my board. Ugh. I don't remember yeah. which ones were bad. I yeah. just murdered all of them. And discriminating your friends, I see how. Yeah, yeah. The uh, that was one thing that I read uh, in a review that I was sad that I knew. Yeah, that's a Steam cool friends. reveal. Yeah. Um. And as you finish off the fight, Leshy comes. And uses his picture to cap, uses his camera, his wildlife camera, to make a death card to capture the soul of PO3. Stop his plan. Doesn't he like rip off PO3's head? Was that it? Yeah. Yep. It's been long. It's been too long since I've played Act 3. <laughs> I thought he took a picture yep. of him. I'm pretty sure you're right. Um, okay. Scratch that. Uh, we'll cut that. He rips off. <laughs> Uh, rips off PO3, PO3's head. But it's uh, too, too late, right? The Great Ascension has already been started? Well, I think they have the ability to stop it, and then Grimora takes it a step further and like starts the deletion of all the code and not just the online version that you're uploading. Yeah, yep. That's it. Excellent. And then you face off in a in fights against uh, Grimora first. Yep. And stuff is like there's a scroll on the left side of stuff that's being deleted. If you pay attention, there's some funny stuff in there, of course. Because mm -hmm. uh, there's a lot. <laughs> it's like there's a there's just a that's a dense bit of writing, honestly, going on in that corner there. Yeah. Um, cool. and yeah. I. I the the biggest thing this section this entire act did was make me wish that I could play through an act for with Grimora and with uh Magnificus is it right yeah yeah uh, especially Grimora I like her like weird chessboard thing she's got going on and then the aesthetic obviously is awesome yeah and as you fight her stuff is like being deleted off the screen like slowly and you know ending with her being deleted 
and then you go fight Leshy next, right? Uh, it's not. It's Magnificus last. Yeah, I'm pretty yeah. sure. You, don't you shake but, her hand at the very end, right? They're like thanks. Oh, for yep. Yes. Hand, yep. Right? You shake Grimora's hand, and then you go fight Leshy. And I mean, even when you like do the five damage you need to do, he's like, "Look, we'll we'll just get rid of the scale. Just just play." Yeah. Man. And then as he like reaches over, the scale gets deleted, right? Yeah, and I got choked up, mm-hmm. like going back to the cabin there, and and uh, like playing Act One stuff again, like definitely choked me up a little bit. And I was like, "Yeah, bro, I'll play with you for as long as you want, man." Like, and then you shake his hand, and he gets deleted. Uh, and then you go to Magnificus, who's just in a white void. This this has uh, got to be the most Yu-Gi-Oh thing of the whole game. This for is me. so Yu-Gi-Oh dual. This <laughs> well, it's also you, yeah, yeah. You've you've also seen this him in this setting before, and just like the pure white. Uh, if like you haven't picked up the film roll when you finish a run, it shows you like magnificus and then zooms in on the cuckoo clock and shows you the film roll like they want to make sure you pick up that goddamn film roll like let me tell you what uh seriously between the stunted wolf and that um uh, yeah uh so yeah you you pop out a dual disc um and play some Yu-Gi-Oh. <clears throat> Yeah, and not I mean, for very long. <laughs> no, it's to the point where even like the enemy, like the the cards come up as like three D holograms to fight each other. Yeah, everything is already super falling apart by this point, and you both have nine 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 HP. I don't think any of these fights, except maybe the Grimora one, it's even possible to lose. I assume that even yeah. with the Grimora one, they probably just throw the scale out anyway if you lose or something. Yep. Um, uh, and then the game's deleted. have another scene this is just a straight up scene right it's not like videos to pick from with luke yeah yeah uh of i I remember i don't remember how it starts but i remember how it ends (laughs) yeah well first you get a bunch of like flashes of like news stories or whatever of like the corruption of game funa or whatever which is the information that that why game funa wanted the disc because there's a corruption information about them or whatever on the disc uh the, there's more than that on the disc. Yeah, well yeah. It's a very full floppy disc. <laughs> All 1.44 um, megabytes. But eventually there's a pounding on the door and uh Amanda shoots Luke in the head. Yep. Uh but there is a like glitch in the footage where his shirt changes. Um before he dies. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, that's the non-ARG ending of the game. Uh, in the ARG ending of the game, uh, so there was a an ARG where there's a bunch of codes buried throughout this game. And um, for the uninitiated, ARG just stands for augmented reality game, which means like basically a community-driven effort to solve puzzles in uh, the ultimately. real world. Yeah. Um. But you by inputting you know four ciphers, uh, the there's a 
there's a video. Um, and in the video, uh, you find out that actually PO3 did succeed in uploading the game to Steam, uh, and it's coming out, or it came out on the exact day it came out on Steam. Uh, we all lost our souls. This is the afterlife. Yeah. (laughs) So, yeah, I mean, there's, there's a lot we didn't, I mean, we covered a lot actually. Yeah. And and, I mean, there's, it's hard to catch everything in one run because there's a lot hidden intentionally. Um, yeah, like I was sad I had finished Act Two before, like figuring out the the mycologist and the the Bone Lord stuff. Um, but I was able to tell Ryan to do the mycologist stuff, but I didn't tell him what to do with the key. It's okay, I got it. You know, I got it. Getting a, a nice key. Uh, it's very holographic. Uh, this game is wild. I said, if you can fight Harless with that, we can just delete the joke. It's fine. That's true. <laughs> uh, yeah, this is a wild game. This goes a lot of places. I played the demo. And I was like, oh, this is a good card game. I'll have fun with this. This seems like a roguelite I can I can get behind. Uh, and then Act 2 rolls around, and you're just you're lost in the what the fuck is going on. Uh... Yeah, it's definitely not for everybody. I've seen some pieces of, like... People are like, because this this creator does weird stuff with all of his games so far, and they're just people are like upset that he's still doing weird stuff, the same kind of weird stuff. I don't know, and I, I like I will say that I think a lot of people have a similar reaction that I did, where they hear this game is really weird and crazy, and they play a little bit, and then they start getting up and solving puzzles in the cabin, and they think they understand the game at that point, and they can put it down, but it goes beyond that, and it's really hard to tell somebody hey, you got to keep playing. It goes beyond that without spoiling anything. Mm-hmm. The, the moment I hit Act 2, I was playing like as much as I could until I finished it. Yeah, yeah. As, as I was going through Act 1, I would play every couple of days, and then when Act 2 rolled around, that was the game I would come home every day and play. Because I was like, what's mm-hmm. going to happen next? What is the next stone to unturn with alien writing underneath it or some shit that I'm going to have, you know, it's going to throw me into more unknown whirlpools of of misunderstanding and obscurity uh i was you were in the chat like we were in what writer's republic uh-huh we were playing writer's republic and ryan yeah. uh finished act one like while he was in a voice chat with us yeah, and I go to a different channel. Thankful yeah. for because even just you guys were like talking about killing the moon and stuff, and I was like, "Is this the end of the game? Is this spoilers?" But it, it did not matter in terms of the broader game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, to the point where when we went in the other voice chat, you're like, "Share your screen so we can see what's happening," and then like ten minutes later, you're like, "Uh, people could see the game if they hover over." The voice channel so maybe you shouldn't stream that <laughs> yeah because because he was in act two and seeing that like different graphical style would immediately be like huh what, what? yeah 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 because for those of you that have played the demo you have no idea it, like if i played the demo and i was like all right fun and then it's just it's nothing like that it's so wildly different i mean it is like that uh so ultimately which part did you like the best Act two is my favorite. 
Oh, man, it's all really good. Three is probably my favorite because it's where I broke the game the hardest. Go back and play Act One with Chapter Select. Act One, Act One is my favorite, and you can break the absolute crap out of the game. Like, just anytime you see something with the field, my sigil, pick it up, sacrifice it for something else, or keep it. You know, it's a two-two for two that creates a copy in your in your hand. It's not bad. Yeah, but yeah. Uh, yeah, the chapter select is nice uh, because I, again, I like feeling powerful in a game. And if I'm like, you know, watching something, I'm I'm just looking to have a good time with a card game. Just you know, pop into Act One, uh, get get the squirrels, squirrel uh, head real quick. You know, just yeah. go to town. That's a good token yeah. to have. I uh, I w- okay. My first, uh, my well, the, the the run that I beat Leshy, I had Squirrel Totem with uh, three blood sacrifice per squirrel instead of one blood sacrifice per squirrel. <laughs> uh, so I could just get, I, I had the, uh, is it the Uriyali, the 8-8 card? I had like one yeah. or two of those in my deck, and I wound up like merging them, so I had a 16-16 version uh, from <laughs> the Trapper that I could just drop in like two turns. Wow. Wow. That's, yeah, I don't even... That's pretty good. Monster. I don't even remember what totem i had on my second run that i won the first run that i won my totem was useless i had freaking flying squirrels that did nothing <laughs> the no first, I, the first I, totem I put together was flying birds <laughs> <laughs> good stuff very good uh i would love even if it doesn't have like you know any of the cool real world like storytelling or whatever i would love if they just put out dlc that's like play through Grimora's version of the game and uh, Magnific- Magnificus. I can never say that name, yeah. but... Yeah, give them, like, Leshy's Cabin. You know, give you yeah. Magnificus's Wizard Tower and Grimora's Graveyard. Yeah. To explore. That would be amazing. It's not gonna happen. No, but it would be amazing. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, based on the interview I read, I really don't think so. No, and that's fine. I think the game, it doesn't need that. It is it is a whole fantastic experience without that stuff on there, but it would be a blast to play through for the diehards. Like the three of us would absolutely eat it. Absolutely. I'm sad to not see it. Uh did it get it didn't get any nominations, did it? I didn't look at the no- only I only looked at the Goatee, the actual game of the year nominations. Look at the rest the was on something, I think indie game maybe. It was definitely nominated for something. Well, that's good. It should win. It's it's vying for a top spot on my personal list, honestly. Uh, it's number two on mine. Yeah, I think it's on my list. I don't know where yet, though. I'm waiting until the very end of the year. I'm just going to do a stream where I try to figure it out. I've played like 70 games this year. Right. Dark Deity. Remember that? I do remember that. All right. Well, um, thank you guys for letting me get out some pent up pod energy. <laughs> I appreciate it. Oh, of course. Uh, do we have scores? Oh. Uh, I do. I don't remember. Let me find it. Make up a number, Travis. Nine point five. It's a it's a nine five. Ninety five. 
Uh, yeah, nine two five for me as well. Yeah, uh, very good game. Very good. Very few things they could do to make it better than that. Better than it is. It's uh, it's great. Uh, thank you all of, uh, for joining us through uh through this maddening spoiler cast episode. <laughs> yeah, sorry for driving it. <laughs> no, we're happy. We're happy to have someone who is because I mean I'm. Your passion came through when in the recommendation to me and to Marvel, so like it's it's no wonder you're so like knowledgeable about it because I know you've been I can see you most nights still playing this game, knowing you've beaten it, like going back and just still playing inscription. And like you said, even now, weeks later, you're still hitting me up, like sending me a picture. Oh my god, I broke the cameras again. Uh sending <laughs> me pictures of like, oh look, this forty six forty six Ouroboros I got. And <laughs> Yeah. That's so uh, beautiful. By the way, Inscription was nominated for Best Indie and Best Sim slash Strategy. Good. Okay. All right. Hopefully it's it hard to categorize. That's yeah. for sure. <laughs> <laughs> indie makes sense. Strategy. Okay. Sim okay. plus strategy. Yeah. It's very simmy. Uh, what else is in that category, actually? Uh, we should end on this. But uh, what, what else is in that category? Microsoft Flight Simulator, which came out like mid last year. I don't know what that's doing on there. Uh, Humankind, Evil Genius 2, which got terrible reviews. I don't know what that's doing on there either. And Age of Empires 4. I feel Inscription could really win that. I, I do too. should. It's nothing like any of those fucking games. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right. I mean, it's unlike anything you've ever played, really, unless you're like a big Daniel Mullins fan, I think. <laughs> It's certainly unlike anything I've played because I've tried hearing that early description of deck building roguelike uh, was definitely something for me of like, well, I haven't really historically liked these. I tried uh, Monster Train on Game Pass and uh, tried Slay the Spire on Game Pass and, and bounced off both of those. And, uh, this this uh, it doesn't fit that genre. <laughs> the part of it does a little bit. Chris, tell this guy how wrong he is oh, yeah. about those, those two too. games. Yeah, yeah I realize <laughs> I, I'm the broken one. <laughs> yeah, I, I will say, and I, I guess I should have said at the beginning of the episode when you said, you know, oh, this game works really well for me. And Marvel said as well, this game works really well for him, even though he doesn't like those kind of games. It also works really well if you like those kinds of games. Yes, 100%. Like, that's that's where I came into it from. You know, I played the demo. I was like, I love these mechanics so much. I, and yeah play this game yeah that's our our final message uh play this game uh travis any plugs Mm-mm. fair uh chris i mean draft punks go back and listen to the back catalog if you'd like <laughs> yeah they're, they're working on it brian's had a had a child you know living that dad life mm-hmm. yeah um Subscribe to our YouTube channel where you're probably watching this, unless you're listening, in which case it's linked below. We appreciate it. Yeah, and uh, check out our Twitch channel, twitch.tv slash Blunkers. We do uh, a lot of streams, a lot of nights of the week. We're normally streaming Resident Evil when we record this, but we decided it was much more fun and important to come record Inscription spoiler, spoiler Cast because we were uh, pretty hot on this. Who one. could have known it was going to take two and a half hours? <laughs> I thought it was no going to be longer. Everyone knew. Everybody knew. <laughs> Um. Yeah. So that'll do it for us here. Thanks for joining oh, us. Oh, and big, big shout outs to Marvel. Mm. Oh, uh, Marvelson. Yes. He's not here, but uh, we'll plug his upcoming podcast. Uh, 
Uh, I've got wow, I just yeah. had it this in my big head. old mess. This big old this mess. Big old yeah. mess. Yeah. yeah. Uh, which he's uh, showed uh, some of us the music for so far and the concept for, and uh, I could not be more excited. So. And he's put out a, a teaser episode, which yes. has made me very excited for for what's up and coming in that. Uh, it's, uh, it's a story podcast that uh, yep. has me very intrigued. Uh, and yep. I think based on what I've heard in that pilot, uh, if you like Inscription, you will like that podcast. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that was part of why I thought this was a Marvel-ass game, you know? Yeah. So. Um, yes, thank you, Marvel, for uh, for being here. Uh, and that will do it for us. Uh, thank you for joining us. Yeah, I guess that's about it. Thank you for joining us. Uh, we'll be back December 2nd recording uh, Fez. It's our next game club. Mm. If uh, if you want to play that with us, let us know your thoughts, comments, or questions in our Discord or at our email, splinkerspodcast at gmail.com. And we'll catch you next time. Bye. Bye. God, PO3, you're so bad at lore. Just so bad at lore. <laughs> <laughs>